Hello, and welcome to the show, where we ask Rita Harrison, the foremost authority on the Willow System, questions from listeners about health, healing, and happiness. My name is Cheryl Wild, so let's get started. Rita, we got a question from a reader. Why do I put off things I need to do, but don't like doing? <laughs> I have to laugh about it because I think that might be a question where everybody can find themselves. You know, we're always motivated or not motivated by pain and pleasure, those two Ps. When something is promising us pain, we try to avoid it. When something is promising us pleasure, we try to accumulate more of that. And I don't even know if you say promising uh, from the outside. It's something that we also create in our head, you know. So do you have an example, Sharon, that you actually put off yourself I, maybe you, you this I is have a this very general myself. question from the reader so maybe you have something <laughs> I have this issue myself and it usually regards emails or call, phone calls mm -hmm. and for me at this time I need to write my clients mm -hmm. and raise their rates did they mm -hmm. pay me so when you look at those things, and I'm sure, please check that, you know, while I'm talking to you and to the people out there, um, usually what it does with us is that we expect that it doesn't make us feel good. It's uh, unnerving, extra time, and sometimes we even expect a result coming out of it that n might not be worth going for it. You know, you might fear the reactions from your clients. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you might not be into writing emails. You know, in, in our head, especially also in the subconscious mind, there might be a whole list and list and list and lists of what will follow when we do this. And when we put it off, it's usually attached to something negative. So why would why should we do it then? So our system holds us back yeah yeah so your conscious mind knows this is what i need to do and i'm actually taking responsibility and your subconscious mind might say are you stupid or what <laughs> you know i don't want to do that yeah that might be that they are all moaning at me and when i send out those emails about this and this and that i might expect that so our subconscious mind and our conscious mind are not at all synchronized and in agreement with each other yeah what this conscious mind wants what the subconscious mind gives as comments pulls totally against that yeah yeah does it make sense yes so versus when we have something where we attach pleasure or some sort of reward to it oh when i do this I don't put it off. I might not even like it so much. So this guy wrote that he doesn't like it. So he actually connects with it a negative feeling already. So he creates that sabotage program. But when you have something in your mind and you want to go to the cinema, for example, oh yeah, I do that now. 
because then I will see that actress or that actor and they always give me such a good feeling and I like to watch that, you know? So we go for it, even though we might not even afford that. But in this in this case, you don't think about what it costs you. It's more about the reward. The same when we women, for example, when we go shopping, mm -hmm. we like something, you know, and this is somehow okay in that range that we can spend. We go for it, even though we might actually not have that extra money. But having this gives us then such a pleasure or we feel so good about ourselves. So here the pleasure motivates us. So I have a tool. Okay. I have a tool. And this tool... Um, other other people talk about that tool too, like Anthony Robbins and so on. So it might not be new, but nevertheless, if you hear that for the first time, it might be new, but if you've heard it already, you might want to remember that there is a tool like this. So you sit down and you make a list. One list is about what do I have to what suffer what do I have to suffer from? What consequences do I have to suffer from when I don't do it and make it as bad as pos as possible? Because you attach negativity, pain, to not doing it, to putting it off. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yes. So we use that on purpose, and then you can also ask. Who else will suffer besides me when I don't do it? Make it even worse. And what else will suffer? What else will suffer when I don't do it? So three questions with a whole bunch of lists where we make it as, as bad as it gets. Make mm -hmm. sense? Good. Other list, the opposite. What pleasure, what rewards do I have to expect? Can I expect when I do it? When I do it now? what will be the gain the benefit and you write it down who else will benefit from this and you write it down and make it as big as possible and what else will benefit from it yeah because mm -hmm. when we don't make it as big as possible our 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 system doesn't work towards it. Why should we? When we make it as big and as pleasurable as possible, then we mobilize our own system to go for it. Mm. It's like sowing a seed. You know, if you just have a few seeds, <laughs> nothing, and you know, nothing comes out of it, or just a little bit. And it would be stupid to expect that with a small little seed that a lot of stuff comes out. But if you sow the seed accordingly, then you can expect rewards, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what we want. So make it as big as possible, as pleasurable as possible. Rita, I have another question. Why do I get so depressed and anxious at the same time of year since my husband died every year for 13 years? So let me clarify. Do I understand you correctly that every year at that time, is it around spring? It's March, April. March, April. He was in the hospital from March 12th mm -hmm. to April 19th and he died. Mm -hmm. And that same, all that time I get Every year you get depressed mm -hmm. and anxious. I call it loop. I would say you're in a loop. That means that your memory about this is saved in your body and in your energy systems. You know, we're very often not aware of it. 
we can't be, otherwise we would be too overwhelmed. But every time when, you know, it's like around, you know, like the sun goes around the center of the, of the, the place that it goes around, we go around the sun, this mm -hmm. is our center, and so on. The moon goes around us. And whenever we go around, we are always passing through the same zone or a similar zone. And this happens to us in a year or in a lifetime. I have that actually quite often that people come to me and they say, oh, every time at that year I have this. I had somebody on Hawaii and she said, I hate Christmas. Every time on Christmas, I'm totally freaked out and I don't know why. And we found out, it was like a presentation, you know, on stage. And we found out through testing, kinesiologically, asking questions and so on. We found out that she had a trauma when she was very little in her childhood around Christmas. Everybody left around that time. They died or were somehow in hospital or not available. So Christmas for her was a trauma. So every year, you know, we save that in our cells, in our brain, in our gut. Our gut has more connections than our brain has for memory. And then, you know, when this time comes again, it's like a reactivation of that memory. And very often people don't know, either when they were too young or when they think, oh no, that doesn't matter, because then we don't have an address. You're actually already one step forward. You already have an address. You said, which is very important, every year around the time when my husband got sick and then died, I feel that. You're always going into that loop you know, in those residuals of the, of the emotions that came up for you. Even though it's not real anymore, your system reproduces that. Does that make sense? It does. And I remember you helped me release it this last year. Yes. Do you remember what we did? Maybe you want to share this with the people listening. Actually, it was during chakra size. Mm -hmm. The act of yoga meditation. So you did something physically. Physically, then you told me what to focus on. Yes, we did a ritual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So we brought in your husband mm -hmm. so that you can acknowledge his death. And we did a ritual. Even though I don't like it, like what happened, I'm still very sad about it. I honor your death, I respect your death, even though I don't like it. And I keep your memory inside me, and at the same time I move forward. You will always have the good place in my heart that you deserve as my husband. That's what we did, something like that, a little bit more specific, yes. right? It was very helpful. And in chakra size, what we did is through body activity, and the focus and visualization and the combination of meridian tapping and chakra work and aura cleansing, we could shift that energy too. Yeah, it was very helpful. Maybe it's good for the listeners to hear that too. So that's a loop 
Yeah, and you can always do something about it. It's actually good to acknowledge this, but it's also good to stay in a place about it that doesn't pull you into a black hole or so, or into devastation or anxiety. It's good to have a ritual instead, because whenever we have something else instead, we can replace it with something that's better, and then we don't fall into that hole so much. I call it monkey principle. So when a monkey leaves a branch and wants to grasp the other one, it can only stay up in the trees because it already knows which where's the mm. other branch and what to grasp instead. So those rituals that we have done, or maybe you even discover more rituals or things that you would like to do, help a lot not to fall into that grave and into that grave you see into that hole not to want to follow into the grave which is a systemic dynamic mm -hmm. that we can talk about and also to address it but not overdo it another reader wrote in what will cure stuttering once and for all so i'm not an a therapist when it comes to language there are coaches language linguistic coaches and speaking practitioners you know that tell you more about this but what I can share from my husband he started too when he was little it was a psychological problem because he didn't have time enough to speak his father was always on his case this is what he says mm. so he was so nervous that he stuttered. What worked for him, I like this, is that he invented a role, another self of him. And this self could do everything, could speak, could perform, could do things. He still used it when he was not stuttering anymore as a performer on stage. That was the Fat Harry. He was a singer and he performed on stage a lot and he never stuttered again. So he created that character uh, idol for himself, and he tapped in into that energy field, into how that feels. So he left when he was talking and singing on stage, he left the stutterer self behind, and he literally put on that coat Gen and energetically, but also physically of this other person that could speak well and could perform well. I hope this helps. Otherwise, look for a practitioner who has even more advice. Well, I hope you found the show helpful. And if you have any questions, please send them to info at willowforyou.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Thank you for listening and hope you'll join us again next time where we'll be asking Rita about health, healing, and happiness. Mm -hmm.